Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. Today, we'll be podcapping week two of Evernight. And just so you guys know, week two for us was through episode 15. I know it's through 16, but we had just some confusion over where we were stopping. And as of this recording, we had not gotten to 16 yet. So this will be through episode 15 and we'll add 16 to the next week's. Sounds good. I This is Kim Yu's just... Excuse the coughs and stuff. I have a slight cold. So, but we are surging forward because Chinese dramas wait for no one. And if we get behind, we're so screwed. So <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. I feel like I, we were saying earlier that um, I was trying to keep up and watch as it got subbed, but I got a little ahead of myself. So it wasn't fully subbed when I started to watch. And so I must have fallen asleep. And then it moved on to the next episode. So it wasn't until we were talking today that I realized I had some really big gaps in my understanding of what happened. So I had to go back and watch episode 12 and the episode 12 special. So if you're watching and you haven't watched the special, definitely do that because it gives you a lot of backstory. Yeah. Well, and I was so confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? All of this (laughs) stuff happened. We need to discuss who these people are. And she's like, what? (laughs) What? Who? What? Yeah. So we will try to make sense of that as far as we can. Um, <laughs> there's there's so much that happened that we all right. So we're going to just do a quick recap of the overall plot that happened in these episodes, and then we're going to go back and talk about the specifics. So then, if you're not quite up to snuff on what's going on, and you're just listening because you think we're entertaining you'll have a general concept of what we're talking about. Um, So in episode nine, we start the academy testing. So I kind of loved that. I really, I liked the idea that, that Ningche had to um, go through all of these different trials in order to become part of the academy. And some of the things just seemed so ridiculous. Like here we've seen him like in all of his glory, just like kicking butt. And then one of the tests is that he has to play a musical instrument. And he <laughs> Because that's what really makes a man. Can you flute angstily right. while your girlfriend goes off with some guy? That's what makes a Chinese hero truly a hero. <laughs> I totally agree. I think that um, when he sat down in the, was it the zither or something that he was yeah. trying to play and um, and, and we had just heard like one of the other amazing scholars just play this amazing piece. And he sat down and he just went, ding, ding. And then he got up and he was like, yeah, I can't do this. And so, Well, it kind of reminds me of like, you know how there used to be those ladies academy where you went to learn how to be a proper decorous yes. lady. Like a finishing this school. This is kind of what it reminding me of totally oh no unless you can play the pinafore you are just (laughs) so low class you know so that's kind of what it reminds me of he'll never be able to cultivate unless he can you know play his musical instrument and so he manages to rank top on four of the six um quests so that's really cool there's like some assassin stuff and some kick butt stuff and he's smart And so we go through all that. And episode 10, 
the let's see we learn about the the yan prince the so yes. chong ming who is sort of so he was sort of behind the assassination attempt it was supposed to be an assassination attempt of the king but uh you are the princess went instead yes. so it, it was it was boggled <laughs> it was a mess of an assassination attempt but I have to say, you know, our, our Ning Che did an amazing job. He was out there with his pretend arrows to try to, you know, show his archery skills. And he ended up saving the princess by shooting her with one of his pretend arrows. Yeah, it was a very cool um, scene. And so we learned he, the thing d didn't work out for him. So to cover his tracks, he assassinates all his minions and they die. And so now he's minionless, more or less, right at this moment. Exactly. Um, also, we met a new head honcho magical dude. Um, I don't remember his name, but he could, he had like telekinesis. And Nietzsche begged him, Oh, can you please teach me how to do this? And he's like, Oh, you have no open chi channels. You can't cultivate. <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. It's the story of his life. Yes. If you can make yeah. it up the levels of this, this library, then you can, I will consider it. And so that's like his new quest is to go through the levels of this library um, at the college. And then we get back to the revenge storyline where he's hunting down all these people that betrayed his father and trying to figure out the story. So that's kind of like 11 and 12. We learn a lot about that. And we'll go into more detail on that soon. And we also learn about the devil sect. That there were two members of the devil sect that escaped. And so we may have learned a little bit about this before. But they definitely clarify it a little bit more. So we know yeah. that it's um, the general. And the princess. And, or and, the queen. And the queen. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay, and then when we get into, I can't remember what happens in 13, but I know in 14 that he gets more revenge with the the tea guy. And, <laughs> and then he gets uh, pecked by the firebird. Which heals all his wounds, but leaves internal strife yes. and all this stuff. And um, luckily for him, that happened because... He is besties with this supposed genius cultivator who's on the up and up at the school. And he gives them a special pill that's supposed to save his life um, from all this evil chi and all this evil energy. And it happens to open all of his channels. So now he can cultivate. And what Yay. does he do? Does he like study diligently and do like important <laughs> stuff? No, he goes and gambles. He try he's practicing to see if he can, you know, now yes. that he can feel the nascent energy, he's gonna go to a gambling house. Yes. And get Sung Sung some money. <laughs> this was probably my favorite part of 15 was just because Sung Sung is like um, bet on small, bet on small. And so she, he kept flipping the dice inside the cup to be like ones or twos or whatever. Um, but then he got caught by the people who own yeah. the gambling house for cheating. And uh, and then we find out that, that he it owns is, it because his elder brother yeah. like deeded everything to him. Exactly. Like, oh, that's so cute. So Sung Sung is officially, you know, taken care of. 
but really all she wants to do is to have um what is it a wedding dowry for her her master so that's why she's so thrifty is she because she wants to send him off to marriage with a with a strong wedding dowry she's and i'm just so like cute. oh my gosh I adore so adorable her. yeah okay so that's sort of like the big picture synopsis I mean, a lot happened and we really just sort of condensed it into a few short statements. But now let's get back and like talk some specifics about like favorite parts and things that you were confused about. And um, so do you want to go all the way back to the Academy? Yeah, let's start with the Academy, because that was actually one of my favorite plot lines that we had over this whole um, section. Um, I mean, she is going and cultivating and I, I'm not quite sure do we know how he got an invite to this? Because again, these are for people that have the ability to cultivate so that they can work their way up through the ranks or whatever, you know? And so I'm not quite sure how he's there. Yeah. I'm not sure. Or if it's one of those like open call kind of things, but, but Ning Che actually does get to, to at least attempt it. And he's pretty smart. Like when you look at, you know, didn't he? So I think my favorite part of it was when he he didn't know the answer. So he just wrote a romance novel um, or a love and story. It, and it was a really good one. But then the girl's like, he's trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> so she gives him a bad grade. And it's like, oh, ouch. <laughs> I liked and, it. And so, so do you was- think he's really qualified to be there? Well, I think that we know now that his channels were just blocked for some unknown reason possibly because he is the what the son of Hades or whatever they call him um so i i obviously he belongs there do i think everyone thinks he belongs there probably he's not he's not really an intellectual powerhouse all the time i would say <laughs> even though they keep telling us he is well, and um, they keep showing us this beautiful calligraphy that he does, and everybody keeps commenting on it. So, yeah, and and he was making money selling it. So I have to think that he's qualified in some way, at least in that area. Yeah, may, maybe for maybe <laughs> I don't know. I'll <laughs> I'll go with it. I don't care. Um, so I do like that we got to see quite a bit of the entrance exam. We talked about the whole like zither thing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> one of the challenges is they had to learn how to play the zither and they had to know like mathematics and um answer a like a english quiz question kind of thing and i'm and then the archery i'm not sure we know what the other ones are but he aced quite a few of them he yeah he was top right in three of them. i know archery obviously he did well in but the math question he got the perfect score um, cause it was like a word problem and he just had to think logically for it. Yeah. And so, um, the, one of the best scenes was when they were doing this quest to find out who is the better, um, fighter. What happened is they had to fight each other. It was kind of like paintball with arrows. Yeah, exactly. I kept thinking it was like paintball. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, you know, they were shooting each other. So when you got hit, you got deducted points. If you hit people, each one had a special color or pattern. So you knew that they um, had made the hit. So they got points. It was kind of this whole thing. And 
they were sent off into the forest to run around and cultivate themselves. And the princess and all the entourage were watching from up above to see who's winning this. And and it was so cute because um, Ninchi is just sitting in a tree <laughs> watching right. everyone be idiots, <laughs> you know, watching his kind of rich bestie get his butt kicked. It was, that was awesome. It was quite amusing. And the assassination attempt starts and... Um, it was it was not an assassination attempt. It was planned, but there were like sections where they couldn't coordinate it. They just had to keep going with it and make their decision. Oh, it's the princess instead of the king. So right. are we going to keep doing it? And they decided, oh, yes, of course we're going to do it. It'll create strife. And so they didn't have much coordination from the people who were the big bad guys. And they mucked it up. They certainly did, yes. And then, yeah. of course, they didn't count on Ning Che being there to really kick butt. Like, that oh, yeah. was really it was awesome. awesome. It was awesome. Um, but I was also impressed. I, we need to learn his name sometime. It was the the telekinesis um, guy went and just, like, killed everyone really fast at the end. So that was kind of cool. Too. Telekinesis guy. Give me more detail. It was... It was one of the leaders of the school where he could shoot his swords with his mind and he just kind of zip, zip, zipped it and killed all of the resting assassin guys. Did you miss this part too? No, I totally did not miss this part, but I, <laughs> I just was like trying to remember the names of... It was a new character, so... Is he old or young? Uh, medium. He's like older like maybe late 40s okay but he's not old old like the old guys that no he's not old old he was kind of like looked of a similar age to first brother oh is he the one that um ning che wants that challenged him to go to the upstairs or yes to the he's the one okay. that challenged him and said fine you're being pesky if you can make it up through this library then you can be my um little minion you know, thinking, oh, he can't do it because he has no cultivating skills. Got it. And so, yes, it's that character. And he's got like the really high um, crown thing. Um, yes. I, yeah. Okay, I'll have to think about it. I can't remember who it is. <laughs> but you can see him in your head? I think so. Yeah. And And we only met him like at this scene. So we don't have much more with him yet. Okay, we'll have to, as we, as we go on, I'm sure that this will become more clear as certain people are um, expanded. You know, yeah, more important to the plot. Is it June Bai? The, is it the second disciple? I'm not sure. I'm not looking at the synopsis okay. at this particular moment. All right, well, we'll figure it out, and we'll, that's the beauty of being able to keep doing this, is that as we figure things out, we'll be like, we'll be like oh, oh yeah. that character. Yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> so we were at the academy, we had the assassination attempt. So um, now we're climbing the book tower, which is oh, pretty yes. much a library. And what happens is, is when you open one of the books, if you don't have any internal cultivating ability, 
it makes you physically ill. <laughs> so he keeps trying and trying and trying. And he keeps and he... passing out and getting vertigo and vomiting. <laughs> I kept thinking, like, gosh, you know, like, now I've I've done my share of studying in life, but I don't know if I could keep it up if it made me ill every time I tried. But so. he's Henri. He keeps going mm-hmm. for it. And every time he gets pulled out by, there's like a nursing staff that like <laughs> takes the boys that pass out and are ill back out of the library. So it's kind of funny. Um, and Ninche decides that, well, I'm having problems, but maybe if I write it down, it'll be able to like become clearer in my head. Because another thing is, is the text doesn't make sense. Um, because you're so dizzy and you're magically impaired. And so he's like, well, maybe if I write it down. So he starts writing down his thoughts and his anger and all this, and he gets a pen pal. Which is so cute. I really, I have to say, I do like that part. Except for the fighting, this might be my favorite aspect of the show so far, is this pen pal relationship. And I don't know his name. I looked for it earlier. Um, I'll have to note it when I'm watching, but right now I just call him little pen pal buddy. That's probably better because then we won't butcher his pronunciation. I feel like it was like Chen Pil or something like that, but it it's better for us just to say pen pal. His bestie pen pal. So yeah. he starts this pen pal relationship with, um, it's kind of like one of the cultivating interns. He's not a full master of everything, but he's considered like, on the way up genius he's the genius right he's the one he's the one who created the really bizarre way of making uh some sort of juice did you do you remember that he sits on it and he's writing his pen pal and contemplating his life and he's like juicing stuff in his seat as he twirls around it's so adorable and it was kind of gross but yeah but he's so cute he's just he's he has this like little like cranky look on his face and i just have fallen in love with this character he's so (laughs) adorable and so anyway they write back and forth and like quite a bit like we get focus on their relationship quite a bit on how it's being um created and stuff this friendship between these two guys because they don't know who each other is they just know them from the letters from the the library yeah Um, and so that's going to come into play a little later on so what else are we thinking about um romantic movement i think everything's still kind of not happening on that front yeah i don't really see um i don't see like there's there's no real like otp or anything like that there's um you know song song is so adorable but she clearly is like little sister right now. Maybe that will change in the future. I have no idea, but she's so cute. She's totally in the friend zone. And she even says, you know, like, I have no interest in being um, with him romantically. I just want to get him married off and then <laughs> serve him for the rest of my life. And I'm like, yeah. oh, girl. <laughs> I know. You know, she's it's very so- simple. She has simple things. She has simple goals in life. And she's very adorable. She is absolutely adorable. Um, the elf prince has a love triangle going on, but it's kind of boring. Yeah. With the flower uh, girl or the. Yeah. And the girl in red. It's like for someone who's so hot, his storyline's very boring. Yeah. Very so, boring. 
I don't know if that's going to get better in the future, but right Except, now it's... I mean, the one that we're calling the Elf Prince is the brother of Chong Ming, right? The, yes. So he's the other Yan Prince. Yes, and these are the two characters you'll... They do a lot of flashbacks to them, where one of the brothers escapes and one of them gets taken by the Tang Dynasty and is held hostage. Yeah. And the one... And Chong Ming is the one that's held hostage by the Tang dynasty and is friends with the princess. And then Long King is the Prince of Light, and he's the prince of the other, the Yan Empire, who is their nemesis. Yeah. I know. Okay, Um, so I have questions about the whole Son of Hades thing. Now, I yes. do have fewer questions now that I've watched episode 12. Um, but I'm still not 100% clear. And part of that is because in the translation, they actually say son of Hades. And I'm not sure if I didn't, I couldn't hear the Chinese if they were, because I feel like it might have been in other places as child of Hades, um, which well, would make I- me wonder, is it Ning Che or is it Sung Sung? Exactly. And I don't think we know yet. We just know that the, what is, I don't even know his name, the super old dude. <laughs> yeah, the super old dude. Yep. That, well, there's um, a couple. There's a there couple. Is. There's one that is very anti all prince or all demon sect and anti prince of darkness, blah, 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 or prince of Hades. And he set out some birds to locate where the Prince of Hades is residing. And it circles over um, Ning Che's household. And so he sets in motion this big plot to go murder everyone. He's like, everyone has to die because we don't know who the specific person is. We just know that he's in this household. And so he gets a couple various people in the government and stuff to declare that they're going to say he, this general is a traitor and kill off everyone in his household so they can kill off the Prince of Hades or the son of Hades. And there's two survivors. There's Ning Chi, of course, who is hidden in some straw sacks stack as he watches everyone in his family be butchered. Yeah. Which is very traumatic. I mean, I don't even know. That's right. That would be unbelievable traumatic. And then there is an infant baby that's handed off by a, to a wet nurse to be disposed of. But she yep. decides, well, I'm going to sell the child off and get money instead. And so the baby right, sent off on a caravan. Yes. To, to the Yan dynasty, right? Yes. It says we're going to Yan. And then she's trampled by horses. Yeah, the wet nurse is trampled by horses, so no one even knows this baby survived. Or the midwife, I guess. she's a. I think she yeah. said she was a midwife, but yeah. Yes, and and we don't even know who was the mother of the baby. I, I can't imagine it was Ning Che's um, parents, you know, or maybe it was. Maybe it was a second wife or something. I'm not quite sure. That would make him siblings so i really hope there's no relationship if that's the case okay i can't handle another one of those so i know i know so all we know is that child was part of the household and was sent off to be killed for some reason 
Because remember, she was said, oh, the madam said to kill her. Yes, yes. And so those are the two survivors. So so this old guy, that he's the one that they put in prison, right? Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yeah, so this prison. old guy. And sorry, guys, we I really can't remember names right now. So um, we'll just call him the um, old guy. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that he can have a vision or whatever, and then the entire household gets slaughtered. I'm thinking that that's a lot of dangerous kind of stuff to believe somebody. And I don't know if you would say it's racist or how would you say this, but he detests the demon sect to the nth degree and wants them all eliminated and killed and murdered down to the last child. Um, So I'm not sure how the demon sect correlates in with the son of Hades or if it even does. But for some reason, like they are very anti the demon sect or immigrating down towards their area. Well, isn't it because the demon sect does bad stuff? (laughs) Like, well, I don't don't think I want the demon sect moving in next door. Well, I don't think it's demons like we think of demons i think they're just a different way of doing magic and they hate them for it Hmm. so i've always find it interesting because the chinese will always say this sector that and they're not necessarily like inherently evil they're just different and yet they seem to act like oh well you guys need exterminated without you know it's kind of like a racist kind of thing Except with magical sex. <laughs> Wait, and what did sex, you say? S Not although, the other. Although we did get in episode 12 something that looked very similar to magical the other thing. Because... Yeah, I don't know what it is with Chinese dramas and their... Like their interpretive dance. Sexy interpretive dancing moments. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I'm doing it wrong. But this, the lady that was in with the general, I mean, she like could turn into red smoke and, you know. Yeah, that kind well, of thing and too, again, so. they're magical, but in a different way. I don't think they're necessarily inherently evil. It's just they're different and, you know, they have prejudices against each other. Well, and I have and to so say, I haven't been super impressed with the you know house of light or whatever because no they're kind of vicious and horrible people and so i'm not sure that i want to associate with the house of light because i think that's what i'm struggling with a little bit is that i'm not really sure who to root for because okay so let's say that ningche is the son of hades culturally i am trained i think to not want to root for you know the devil's kid yet out of them all he's the one and song song are the ones that i'm kind of rooting for exactly and the house of light their actions are not really leading me to think that they are very light like or noble except long king long king is pretty noble so far do you think long king is noble well maybe but so far Well, but maybe he's because his dad has him there to go do bad stuff. So maybe he's not. Yeah. Well, he might just be on the quest for revenge for his brothers because I'm sure he probably doesn't know what happened to his brother. So we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see. I'm a little bit further ahead, so I can't comment. (laughs) That's because 
you do things like this and you jump ahead of me. And then I'm like, what? What? Well, no, what happened is I fell asleep, apparently, <laughs> and, it fell, and it just kept running. And so when I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm still watching this, um, but somehow missed, you know, two episodes. So, yeah. Um, okay. So what about, I know what I wanted to ask you about. The phoenix, or I want to call it a phoenix, was like a fiery bird. I don't know if they well, actually called it a phoenix. that's what we associate fiery birds with. I think they called it, it's some kind of spirit that in houses in the school. And it was woken, awoken by either Nietzsche or the umbrella, the or magical the umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something. So, but before we talk about that, we should talk about Ning Che's revenge plot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then we can segue straight into the Phoenix situation. Okay. Um, so he's on his quest to become cultivated, but that's not going to stop him from trying to find out why and who killed his family. So once he does get cultivated, he can get revenge. And do we know for sure, was he the son of the general or was he just part of the household? I believe he was the son of the general. So because the only thing I'm wondering is in episode 12, the I think it was the, um, like the, whatever, the special. Yes. It has the two boys, right? And yes. one of them, the the man is trying to sh like stuff him in in somewhere and Ningche goes to jump in wherever the hiding place was and the other guy pushes him out of the way so that the other kid can get in there oh. so i was wondering maybe he was the real like son of the general and maybe he, and maybe he was like a but he could have been the son of one of the concubines or something he wouldn't right. have been the lead true true son you know because they had multiple women yeah. So I have questions. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I just, okay. But the bottom line is whether or not he was, for whatever reason, he is out to get revenge for General Lin, who was killed. Um, yeah. And he's been doing a lot of research to figure out, like, who's behind it. So he does discover uh, this blacksmith. Who was, like, a close friend of the family, another general, a yes. very close friend of the family. And he betrayed them. <clears throat> and was part of the main reason that the family legally got murdered. Mm -hmm. And so Ningche wants to know what the heck. <laughs> right. So he yeah. ends up finding him. He's a blacksmith these yes. days. Because he was felt so guilty that he gave up his generalship and decided I'm going to go make swords for the rest of my life and atone by having a miserable life. So because that'll do it. Like, you know, if you're feeling guilty, you should just go and make swords. Exactly. So he goes and confronts him and there's kind of a little fight until the blacksmith general finds out who he is. And then he kind of stops and he's like, you can't go look into this. You're not going to find out any more information. And then he stabs himself and commits suicide. Yes. Yes. But he gets, doesn't he get some information? Doesn't he find out about the um, the guy at the tea shop from him? No, he finds out the guy from a tea shop from another gentleman that was um, involved. Oh, the guy that forged the paper or something, yes, right? Yes, he went okay. and tortured him and found out about the tea shop owner. 
was involved with faking the the papers that he was talking to the Yan dynasty and so so there was a lot of um forcing people to tell him stuff and killing of and then killing them yes <laughs> um that was pretty much what these episodes were about they did go though t- so he does go to this tea shop and i found that fascinating like yeah, just watching how they make the tea and, and how then it spins spin it around yeah, yeah me too that was a very cool scene like even yeah. before the fighting it was just really cool yeah i and liked it too so this tea fight cultivated guy he his life hadn't gone the way he had planned when he screwed over um ningche's father or general um and so he's making tea now and he's like we'll come back at three o'clock and we'll talk and of course he does ninche does and they have this big fight scene and ninche is about to be killed but then he pops open the most awesome umbrella of all umbrellas and the <laughs> umbrella impales um the tea tea guy with the sword it was very cool. It was very cool. And the, so the tea guy, of course, was not just a regular tea guy. He was a very highly cultivated swordsman. Yes. Um, so, but yes, the umbrella, freaking awesome. Yes. So then you, so Ningche is like on his way back and I'm thinking like, oh, yay. Before we get there, we have to mention that the tea fighting gentleman was like a villain in a Bond movie and decided that he was going to explain the whole situation. That's true. Before he killed Ningche. And so he yes. shared the plot that this, um, the high old dude of the sect uh, pretty much blackmailed the general and the friend general and the, the prince the side prince, the brother of the king, that he forced them all into doing this situation where they were going to murder this family. And so now Ningche knows everyone who was connected with this whole big murder of his family. It's always nice when the villains will take the time to explain all of the backstory. I just laughed because he was all like, oh, yes, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. Is like, Insert exposition here. Exactly. Yes. And so <laughs> as he rubs his hands together before he, he finishes much them off. Was. He pretty much was rubbing his hands together. It was yeah. hilarious. Um, but of course, we know that Ningche did not die at that point but he was he was definitely injured and he was like you know stumbling back and doesn't he then encounter the i was calling it a phoenix but you know the fire the fire bird of hell who um (laughs) he somehow awakened and was not pleased because this thing came down and pretty much beat the living daylights out of him you know i mean he knocked him over he picked him up and threw him down he like this was, he was really, really beating him up. It was a pretty cool scene. And I did like that for some reason, the birds fighting him burnt the sword openings shut. Because remember, they talked about yeah. how all his wounds were closed. Yes. So it really, in a way, it it like cauterized him or something. And yes. 
And then, of course, the umbrella came in handy once more. Yes, the magical umbrella that makes sure that eat, that phoenix birds don't eat your innards. It was cool. I really want an umbrella like that. Well, I love it because it's almost a little bit steampunk in style. Yes. Yes. It's so un- unusual for a Chinese drama because it's, uh, it's a very, again, steampunk style giant umbrella. It's, it's not huge. something dainty or, you yeah. know, it's huge. It almost looks like they're going to go to the beach or something. You yes, know? it's like the it- size of his swords, you yeah. know, when he has it all <laughs> in. And it has some kind of power, whether it's combined with his power or it's like, the demon sect power who knows what kind of power it is but this umbrella is magical and so it's very so it has cool. wor- it has helped protect him in many situations and uh i really did like that i liked the scene with the with the firebird um so anyway he basically now drags his half dead body into the <laughs> academy well into the library up into the library Yes. And the girl that's been sort of um I think she has a crush on him. Though. I think so too. Yeah, she's she was wasn't she one of the people who helped um she's the one who said he was trying too hard, right? With his Yes, story she's that he the wrote. one that thought his his romantic novel that he wrote as an answer <laughs> was too trying too hard. Right. So she lets him I mean so he's basically dying in the library well and she has made um a promise that she can't help any so she Mm -hmm. can't physically help him heal so it's actually part of what she does is she's not allowed to help the students that go into the library so she can't do any which is kind of sad especially because i think she really would like to but i don't know i'm can't necessarily put thoughts in her head but um so anyway the the genius um our pen pal bestie pen pal bestie happens to to be there right yes and i love he kind of like pokes him a little like what is this why are you here (laughs) and and then he discovers that it's his pen pal bestie or his pen pal and he's kind of like he reminds me of like a frumpled owl from Sword in the Stone. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what this guy is. It's like a frumpled <laughs> owl. And he's kind of like, oh, this is so annoying. Just yes. die already. <laughs> yeah. But then there's some sort of connection with Sung Sung because she is worried about him. Right. And then yeah. and she finds him. And so she rushes to the school. And between Owl or Pen Pal Bestie and <laughs> Sang Sang, they get them all kind of his energy a little bit better. And then he's like, Pen Pal Bestie has a secret magical pill that will help him become healthy again. And if it was taken by a cultivator, it opens their energy to greater heights is what it does because he took one when he was coming to the school to try out to become a cultivator and he had stolen one from his parents stock when he came just in case he needed it later and so he gives up his magical pill to Ningche and he's like well it won't do much but it'll save your life 
you know, it's not going to do anything further. Well, he was debating about giving it to yes. Ning Che, and then Sung Sung grabbed it and shoved it in, in Ning Che's mouth. So, yes. but he, he would have given it, you know, I think he would have, you know, yeah. he's just grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Ning Che lives. Not only Yay. does he live, but he can now cultivate because his chi channels have been and are like opened. <laughs> through this magical pill. And so now if he only is only it was that easy. If I could just take a pill and my chi channels would open. I know. I know, right? And then you Ugh. could like gamble and win enough money to come visit me and we could go to K-pop concerts. Exactly. Life would be good. I agree. I'm I'm going to have to see if I can, you know, head up to the library and see if there's a pen pal bestie who's got an extra <laughs> chi pill. So anyway, so, that's kind of where we end. I mean, there was yeah. the gambling and stuff, but that wasn't really intricate to the plot. Although I have to say, I really liked the very, I loved how he went from like being all cocky because he'd figured out how to, you know, cheat to suddenly getting caught and being really kind of afraid right. of this gang and then discovering that he knew who the gang members were because they were like his brothers, I mean, his sworn brothers, underlings um, yeah yes and then to find out that basically he owns this gambling hall and so he can cheat as much as he wants because it's his money um, it was it was very cute and that's that's really how episode uh 15 ended so yes. um so we are all caught up and ready to watch the next set of because a few of them have already come out and are subbed so yeah i think it's subbed through 18 or 20 like oh boy we are gonna it's a good thing that we're recording these in advance because we I are know, gonna have a lot so to catch up, up on otherwise yes it'd be like oh no we're behind sorry it'll be really interesting though because i still have a lot of questions and i think you can hear you know anyone who's listening to this if if they end up watching kind of ahead they're gonna be like oh you guys are so dumb like how did you not know blah 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 um, because I always feel that way after I've watched it and I look back at what I thought in the beginning and I'm like, oh, okay. So who knows? We'll have a lot. I've, I have a lot of questions. I want to know for sure who the son of Hades is. I want to know who Ning Che was. I want to know like what the story with Song Song is because she's got something going on. There's something she's got that illness that she keeps they keep yeah. referring to well, i'm wondering if she is she may be like the demon sect because don't I they don't have know. something where they have to do do some kind of magic or they get sick could be because i, I think know. that's what the queen was doing when the princess caught her doing some kind of right yeah so um, we I'm haven't even sure. talked about the whiny prince brother um, so, uh, you are's younger brother who's <laughs> now is in the Academy and is just obnoxious. Um, he's just, I don't know. I find him so annoying. I just want to mm, kick him or something. <laughs> I like that he's there because he's like the entitled character that you're kind of used to seeing in these kind of shows. And True. I think I would miss it if like he wasn't there to do all this and get his butt kicked every week like and stir up trouble and yeah well it was so funny he was trying to be like okay we're gonna totally punk Ning Che 
We're going to take him to this super fancy brothel and we'll make him pay. That's right. And it's the brothel that Nche is friends with the owner. So they gave him all everything anyway on the house. And it's like, just like he's he got just, amazing connections when you think about it. Like Yes, yes. And so he just keeps doing like all this stuff where he ends up being ahead anyway. But it's quite entertaining watching him try to plot. He's like a like a very ineffective evil mastermind trying right. to plot things. He's like, mwaha, oops. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so now it's All time right. to talk about our favorite moment of the week and least favorite moment of the week. Ooh, um, okay. What was your favorite moment of the week? Oh, my favorite moment of the week was... So I... <sighs> I'm a big fan of the of the really good fight scenes, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily feel that I I had a great one to to draw on from this last. Um, yeah, this the last assassin time. one was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good, but I'm not sure um, if it's best. The, like the whole archery the thing was really good. The one even with the the tea guy was very cool. Um, I really think one of my favorite moments was probably it wasn't any particular moment. It was just I really like Song Song and just how adorable she is when she takes care of him. Like she just works so hard to like do everything she can to to make his life better. Um, except for the fact that she she won't splurge on fancy food like he really wants her to. So I'm gonna say my favorite moment are just any of the little small moments with Song Song. How about you? I loved Pen Pal Bestie so much. You don't even know the joy that is in my heart that Pen Pal Bestie exists. And I have this urge to have him and Ning Che and Sang Sang just go on like a quest and have adventures, you know, kind of like Journey to the West style. (laughs) And they just like have adventures and get in trouble and do stupid things. All through the land, and I wish that was a drama because I would totally watch it. So that was my, but I just loved the back and forth chatting between them all, and it was very. It, they had great chemistry. And so, least favorite moment of the week. What do you think? So, for me, it's anything with where Longqing and his like <laughs> romance. You know, like so boring, was, right? The thing with the. I didn't even quite understand it with the flower that revived him or whatever. And he's got this like weird love triangle thing, but eh, meh, that's how I feel. I second that. Yeah. Yeah. That was my least favorite. I even sent you, I'm like, so was he like hurt and what with this flower? And is that even the same girl? What is going on? Yeah. You know, I was very confused. It was boring. I didn't really care when it came down to it. I wish he had a better plot point. And maybe, maybe he will. It's hard to tell. Because he yeah. is pretty. So, you know, you need to give pretty people better plots. Or even an angsty shower scene or bath scene. I mean, that could help. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where we are. That ends us on week so thanks for joining us for this episode feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast we read every blog comment and facebook comment they're also place great places to leave suggestions 
for future topics or dramas that you would like us to discuss. We love to hear from our readers and listeners. And we'd also really love it if you guys could all leave a rating and review for us over on Apple Podcast um, when it comes to getting the word out to the world <laughs> that we exist. That's one of the best ways when it comes to podcasts because they really, the more highly rated you are and with reviews, the more they're going to suggest us to other listeners for them to try. So it really helps us out if you'd be willing to go and take just a few seconds and rate us over on Apple Podcast. And don't forget that we have exclusive content available through Patreon. Come join us for extras from podcasts that ran too long and our once a month Patreon exclusive. Thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs>